actor, author, certified life coach, encourager, family man, dynamic inspirational speaker, and so much more. Welcome to my podcast, Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. All right, welcome to another episode of Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. You already know we are on fire, been on fire with volume one. Yes, season three. So some of y'all are like, listen, I ain't see season one. I ain't see season two because you couldn't see it. You only could listen. We upgraded in season three. And now we're breaking it down to volumes because season three has just been so good. So if you missed volume one, go back to YouTube, you know, check out all our platforms and get up to date. But we just launched volume two this past weekend and is only going to get better. So I have a special guest with us today. I'm going to let him introduce himself for real, for real, because, you know, we like to get to know our people because what these are real experiences with what real people. So we're about to bring him on, but he's an author. He I don't know. I see him doing stuff with lands and all kinds of things. So listen, you know the deal. Whenever someone comes on the show, I may not know all the details, but what I do know is that if they're assigned to be here, we're in for a treat. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on our guest. He goes by Chris. That's not his name, y'all. He just had a birthday not too long ago. So we're going to go ahead and bring him on and welcome him to Get Your Positivity. Welcome, Chris. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Listen, so let's just dive right into it. Today's episode is titled, The Journey is Worth the Wait. Okay. The Journey is Worth the Wait. Like that, we can end this podcast right there with just that title alone, because the journey is worth the wait. No matter what you grow through in life, no matter where you go, it's going to be a journey. It's going to be a process. But people like to jump and try to, you know, do the whole skip, like it's like Uno game and get Mm -hmm. to the end result. But- When they do it that way, it doesn't stick. It's something about going through the process and growing through the process that really makes the journey worth it. So when you finally get to that point, when you see your baby being born, that manifestation happening, that harvest, you finally get there. It's like, yes, this was all worth it. So let's go ahead and lead into, Chris, just tell them a little bit about who you are, where you from, how'd you get your teeth so white, all those things. <laughs> Peroxide. Um, yeah, so, so I do go by Chris. Um, my name is William Christopher. So um, it's a country name to go by your middle. It's a country thing to go by your middle name. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It wasn't my choice. They, that's what they called me. But um, yes, I am a children's book author. Um, I just released my second children's book. Um, I, I'm an environmentalist. Um, I, I, I was, I, I used to consider myself a geoscientist. Um, I'm still technically a geoscientist, but I'm not practicing. So I just consider myself like an environmentalist. Uh, now, um, I play soccer. Um, I do indoor climbing. I hike. Um, and I just stay really busy and really active in the community. All right. So your community, man. Yeah, I, I am not mad at that. So I did notice that you do play soccer. So you're very active. And so you do have another book that just released. So you have two books under your belt, correct? So congratulations yes. for you, because you. 
congratulations. I know that journey. So congratulations on that. And yeah, um, yeah so we want to know a little bit more about this journey and a little bit more about your passion for the youth and why the kids book, what it's all about um, and all of that. So we're about to go ahead and transition into our Get Your Positivity segment as we sure. talk about the journey is worth the wait. All right, we are back. So with that being said, Chris, tell us a little bit about your journey. First, tell us what are the books and like when did this start coming into your mind? I want to talk to those who are wannabe writers. I want to talk to those who had the idea in their head but just haven't made the move. I want to talk to those who are sitting on work and they just didn't make it happen. I want to talk to those who are truly looking for that confirmation. Yeah, absolutely. So the journey started maybe around um, five years ago. Um, I was working for um, the corporate education sector of the YMCA of Atlanta. Uh, and I was, this was right after undergrad. I was just about to start graduate school. Um, and I was working to build um, a STEAM program for um, early learning centers in North Georgia. So um, of course, STEAM stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Um, so what I did, uh, I was um, writing curriculum, I was training teachers, um, I was working at different locations, building gardens, building steam labs with different equipment for uh, science experiments and, um, and just general tinkering and building. Um, and I noticed that when I was building the program um, for kids that a lot of the literature, a lot of the books that they were reading in the classroom didn't have a lot of black and brown characters doing STEAM related things. They didn't have um, a lot of girls, you know, interested in construction or boys interested in dance as characters in their books. Um, and it really bothered me because I was building this program for black and brown students but the books available to them did not reflect who they were. Uh, and it really bothered me because uh, I kind of grew up feeling like I didn't belong, you know? Um, and even when I was in my undergraduate program, um, be it environmental geosciences, um, when I did my field research, I was the only black person or one of the only black people. And I always felt like I didn't belong. And I didn't want to create a program that also excluded them or didn't look like them. So I, I wrote three children's stories that were STEAM related. And I was like, okay, how can I, how can I get it out there, right? Like I have it, I've gotten people to read over it. How can I get it out there? And I ended up writing up a manuscript and sending it out to like 10 or 20 different publishing companies, you know, just asking them like, hey, um, like this is my this is my goal. This is my dream. Um, can you help me? Can you um, you know get me to the right place? And I was I just got no after no after no after no. Or I can't help you. Or um, this is the wrong place. Or like you're not a teacher. We only help teachers. Like you know I just I got so many no's. And then I got one yes from a black lady that had just started her own publishing company. Um, VMH um, Publishing, um, and we talked it through and we figured some things out. Um, we agreed on, you know, we, we 
we agreed on like a, like a deal or like a, a plan of action. And she produced my first book, which was um, Lee's Incredible Journey. Um, and it did it did really well. Um, and the, the saga is called The Adventures of Old Swift and Road. The first book you can see on your left, Lee's Incredible Journey. Um, and the, the latest book that I just released probably less than a month ago is Lee in the Mysterious Cave. Um, and Lee is a, a young black girl um, and she she lives on a farm with her mother. Her mother runs the business. Um, so there you have like a black business owner, uh, a female business owner. Uh, and Lee loves paleontology. She loves science. She loves discovering things. Um, and she goes on these epic quests. Right. Uh, and a lot of times she gets in a little trouble. So um, I don't want to like tell all the details. Um, but in the second book, Lee meets um um, a little guy friend named AC, who's a little bit more reserved, a little bit more shy, and he's really interested in engineering, specifically um, like the planes um, built by like the Tuskegee Airmen, right? Um, so that's all I'll say. <laughs> but um, yeah. Just to even hear that though, that is something inspiring because what I'm poorly pulling from that is this, you saw a lane that no one was really driving in that you could identify with. And what you said is the children are the future and I don't want people to experience what I've experienced yet being a part of your journey. So you said, I'm going to create it. And you got no after no, after no, after no, after no, after no, until yep. you finally got your yes. And mm -hmm. that's where a lot of people fall off because yep. they feel like after a few no's that it just can't happen. Or after this no's, they just can't take no more. I like to say that no just means that it's not right now or right. not with them. Um, it's more so an opportunity for the right yes to appear. So for me, I look at no's as a protection from going down the wrong road and opening up eventually to the yes. Even though every yes isn't the right yes, but that's right. another conversation for another day. Yes. However, in this situation, you had to endure no after no after no. And I know going through that, especially when you're so passionate about something, that could weigh on you a little bit. Did that affect you on your journey at all? Like, what made you keep going through those no's? Yeah, what made me keep going is I, I do have that a little bit of ambitious drive of like, I'm going to figure it out. Like whether I have to get it out there by myself and I don't know, like draw stick figures of kids and, you know, put it on Amazon. Like I was going to do, I was going to figure it out at the end of the day, end of the day, because I really wanted, um, I really wanted my stories out there and my stories to be told. But like, yeah, like like you said, getting those no's make um, sometimes it makes you second guess um, if what you're doing is is right. If you're wasting your time, if you're good enough. Um, and I just I just kept persevering, you know, and um, the best the most important thing is I had people in my corner um, that had my back and um, that encouraged me along the way. Like I had my my cousins that, um, you know, they heard my stories and they were like, yeah, you got it. Just keep going, keep going, keep trying. Um, and and it's good to have not only that self-confidence and, and that, um, in, um, that um, endurance, if you will, but also people in your corner cheering you on. Of course, of course. So you decided to keep on going. Now you're, you're, you're two books in, so we know what kind of inspired you to keep pushing forward. Mm -hmm. So 
what were the challenges, some of the like biggest challenges that you experienced along the way where many people would have been like, or even yourself were just like, I don't know if this is going to happen anymore. I don't know if this is going to be worth it for me anymore. Um, because oftentimes people only like to tell the beautiful parts of the story. Yeah. Um, but that's not a reality to success. Right. That's a setup for failure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the honest truth, I think the hardest thing about um, putting a book out there, especially like children's book, is like the financial part about it. Um, like really on average, unless you have like a big machine pushing your children's book, there's usually not a large return on your investment when um, you create children's books. Because like, you know, children's books, like they're a little bit more affordable um, and there's so many of them out there. Like just think about how many Dr. Seuss books there are or Pete the Cats or, you know, like there's just so many um, with these big engines behind them, uh, like Scholastic and, you know, okay. so forth. So um, it is a huge, um, huge field with um, with tons of authors and, um, and and other bodies putting putting content out there uh, and finances and having somebody backing you specifically like um, a publishing company is the hardest thing. So um, a lot of what I had to learn throughout the process is there's different ways to publish your book. Of course, there's the self-publishing right uh, way route, um, which you are completely in control of the whole process um, of writing your book, getting it onto like a digital platform, hiring a, a illustrator or illustrating it yourself, um, putting all this together, um, copywriting it, and then putting it on, um, on different platforms that um, service books, be it like Amazon, Ingram Spark, Barnes and Noble, stuff like that. Um, so that's a route which it just it's, it's all about you, right? And whatever you can figure out. And um, illustrators are very expensive <laughs> if you can't do it yourself. Um, like, but um, but if you can navigate that, um, you can you can figure it out. Then there's the way of you know just getting getting uh, under a publishing company um, them you know, fronting you a certain amount. Um, and then they actually get the the residuals. Um, they get the money from the book as you're selling it, right? Um, and then there's different, then there's like the in-between um, contracts where um, you might get some money up front, um, but it's not as much as, you know, like other contracts, if you will. Um, but you also get, you know, your royalties as well, like some of your royalties as well, but you might have to split them with the publishing companies. So you really have to um, find a publishing company, work out an agreement that works for you. Um, if you have the finances or um, some funding that you can raise, or maybe you have that funding um, to publish your own book, um, I recommend going that way. Um, if you can get a deal under a publishing company and have them um, cover the cost and for the creation of the book and the illustrations, I recommend going that way. Um, uh, it's whatever works for you. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's different between different people. Um, the deal that um, I got was, uh, it's kind of like a mixture of the two. So, um, so yeah, but it's, it's hard to talk about finances. It's hard to talk about money. Um, but I think it's necessary to talk about that. Um, 
because you don't want to just have a door open for you. You walk through it and close it behind you. Um, you want to pull your people through the door with you. And that's my goal. So, you know, and you you mentioned something without even really mentioning it that was important is that there's so many different ways to get to your end goal. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it doesn't look like the traditional way. And sometimes it will not make sense to everyone. And right. that is okay. You have to do what makes sense for you. Like, you know, your passion, you know, your purpose, you know, your dreams. Not everybody is meant to understand them. And not everybody is meant mm -hmm. to be a part of that journey, but you can't give up on you. Right. And if you don't see a way, then maybe you're the one that needs to create a new way. Mm -hmm. And that may mean pressing more. That may mean some more challenges or some things to overcome. But at the end of it all, right? once you see that finished product, it will be it's worth it. Worth mm -hmm. it. How'd you feel when you first touched and grabbed your first, not even your first official copy, but even your first like edit? It's the weirdest feeling in the world. And my cousin just asked me that question. And I'm... I don't think I've totally accepted it or, or, or I don't think it's real. I still don't think it's real um, because I'm just so grateful. I'm, I'm I just operate in gratitude when it comes to this, because I'm still in disbelief that I have like a physical book um, or a book that other people around the world or around the country um, have read or are reading. Um, when I see pictures of kids in classrooms reading my book, like uh, like that means the world to me, you know? Like if I'm gone tomorrow, God forbid, like I'll still have something with my name on it, with my style of um, of of rhyme, if you will, um, out there for other people to to ingest and, and keep like I have books from my childhood. So just imagine if other kids have my book or a book that I wrote, um, you know, and they keep it all their life and maybe they'll give it to someone else and. I don't know, it's the best feeling, but it's the weirdest feeling. I don't know. Did you cry? Um, I'm sure I cried at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because I know I'm what it's sure. like to support everything that you have and then put in all the work and then you reflect on like how you got to this point and those moments where you thought you weren't going to get to this point and then you're here. And it has to be crazy to know that now you can hold one book up this hand and another one this way. Yeah. And yeah. then still know that another one is coming. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that really made me cry at multiple points is when um, I receive like messages from people in my family, like my uncles or, or my dad um, saying like how proud of me they were. Um, like that meant the world to me. Um, to know that the people that raised me, the people that had um, that invested in me along the way, can now look back and say, like, "Oh my God, look at Chris! Look what he's done! Look, look what he's done! Like, I'm I'm proud of him! Like, that means the world. It makes me feel like I'm doing something right, you know? It's the, it means the world to me. Listen, I can relate. I get it. I get it. So let's talk about the youth a little bit, because you can tell you're very passionate about the youth. What yep. do you think drives that? Um, well, I'm, I'm 29, but I still feel like, um, I still feel very young inside. Like, I feel like a really big kid. Um, not in like a Michael Jackson type of way, but like, just like, a, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like I just feel like I don't know what I'm doing in life. Like I'm just going along with it, and I can't believe people are listening to me. Uh, like even at work, like it's just so weird. Um, but I have a big, I have passion for investing in the youth, and uh, you know, not really. I don't. I guess it would be teaching um, what I do because I train teachers and they teach the kids, and um, I do teach some classes every now and then for for like middle school. Um, but I think the reason why I'm so passionate is because I can see myself in them. Um, and I know, um, I know what type of person I, um, I resonated with a lot at that age, at, at those ages. Um, and I want to be that person for, for them. Like, I'm sure you can remember like a person, maybe it was like a cousin or a teacher or, or a coach, um, when you were young, uh, when you were, um, you know, a youth like that, you could really like, like, oh my God, that person gets it, or the oh that person actually listens to me, right. or oh that person um actually respects what I'm saying and doesn't treat me just like a like a normal kid that's that's annoying or whatever. Um, like I listen. Um, I I talk to kids like they're grown people. Um, like I listen to what they say. I value their opinion. Um, like even with babies, like my baby cousins, like I I talk to them. Like I don't do baby talk. Like I'm trying to figure out what they're saying. You know, and I'm correcting them along the way, but um, I do have a passion for investing in them because people invested in me. Well said, well said. All right. So for anyone who is listening, who is thinking about taking this journey or just are at a standstill right now, and they're trying to figure it out because you said something that's also very real that a lot of people don't like to acknowledge. Sometimes you don't know. You're just going with the flow. You're taking it day by day and seeing where life takes you. And right. sometimes that's just what it's called for until you really get in tune with one's purpose. And sometimes you're living in your purpose and it's a flow. Sometimes yeah. your purpose will transition you into different things because there's different elements of your purpose that needs to be exposed. Um, mm -hmm. So for anyone who's listening and kind of in that space where they're just kind of like, feel like they're just going with the flow they don't know, or people who are like, I want to try to do this, I want to do this, but, you know, I just don't know where to start. Or someone who is like, you know what, that last no for me, that was enough. What is one word of advice you would like to share now before you do? I'm going to make this very clear, okay? House rule. I'm not saying like one definition from the the dictionary, like one word. Uh -huh. I'm not saying great and then define it. What I'm asking for is a word, like you're going to church. Give them a word yeah. <laughs> of advice that can encourage them through. But before you do that, y'all know how we do it here. It's time for our word of advice segment. All right, so now we're here. So I gave you two seconds. Or less than to really oh, think. Oh, two seconds. <laughs> no, I'm not. You have as much time as you need. We just want to know because it. I'm gonna tell you, and a word from advice from you is something that I feel is so inspiring because 29, two books out. You're in the steam world, like you are doing things that some nowadays when I look, I don't see much of that, and it's not that it doesn't exist. So parents who are listening, like, well, my kid's gonna. All right. All right. Well, what I'm saying is in my environment, I'm seeing 
so many children wrapped up in becoming the next big social media star or big TikTok creator. And not to say that that's not avenues of success or you can't make it in those things, but you kind of, I kind of miss the grit of what success used to be like and how you got to success. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Those yeah. other platforms are great and they will take you there. But I also believe that there's a lot of false hope given within that platform because you have children being raised up to be like, okay, well, I don't need to do it that way because I can just get on this and do that. And that's right. not the reality, you know, at all. So what is one word of advice you would like to give? And I'm, I'm going to do this twofold. One word of advice for a child. Yep. And then one word of advice for an adult. Yeah. So um, it's, it's the same for both um, child and um, for children and adult. And somebody gave me this advice when I was, um, probably like 18 or 19 and I just carry it with me every day and it has it has proven true um always operate whatever you do always operate in integrity and the universe will always have your back people will say God will always have your back like whatever whatever you believe whatever works for you um God or the universe will always have your back if you operate in integrity. That means doing the right thing and, and nobody even has to know that you do the right thing. Um, like treating people right, like you know, like operating the right way. Um, and as long as I've done that, it's been proven true. Like no matter what, like you will still go through things. Things will still happen because that's a part of life. But it seems like like the universe will just be there to catch you when you feel like you're losing it all. Um, or when you don't see a way through, there's a door open opening for you that you didn't even think about, you know? Um, but always do the right thing, operate in integrity and the universe will always have your back. All right. I would like to, for those who are listening, you know, the title is the journey is worth it. Mm -hmm. I would like for the youth and adults to realize this, this simple thing, it's never too late. It's never too late. That's that's it. It's never too late to see your dreams come true. I know people tell you that you can't do it. You're too old or you're too this or you're too that. It's never too late. But the earlier you catch it, mm -hmm. the better. But again, we put things on delay because of our own insecurities, our own fears, our own this rejection, all these things, what my friends are going to think, what my family's going to think. And sometimes you just are assigned with the title of game changer. You are that one and it's never too late to own that. So just operate in your gifts and, and do what it is that makes you happy at the end of the day. I have to do a spoiler alert. You'll never, ever, ever make every single person happy. There's some people out there that don't like to see nobody successful. Right. There's people out there that's not going to be happy with it if it's not drama. There's people out there. It's always going to be something to complain about no matter how hard you try. So why waste energy in trying to please everyone when you can put energy into what's ahead of you and what you need to accomplish? So be mindful where you put your energy. And just know that it's never too late to change things around. All right. So let's move on to this. And this is something new for this volume of the season three. And we're going to go ahead and see your quote because I did ask you. 
personally, and I'm going to ask you now in front of the public, okay? What is one quote you would choose to share with anyone who is going through a similar experience? One quote. Similar experience, like trying to find a book? I mean, trying to publish a book or? Your experiences in life, period. What is one? We can make it very general. What is one quote in reference to the journey? What is one quote? Give me something good. No pressure. (laughs) I feel like what I have to say is so cheesy. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, sometimes it's the cheesiest things that give you the best recipes. It's gonna it's gonna be really cheesy. You're gonna be like, really? You're gonna be like, really? Now I'm waiting. But it's so true. It's so true. I even put it, I actually put it on the second page of my my new book. Um uh in it's a quote. From Maya Angelou, but um, I won't repeat her quote, but underneath the quote, it says, don't give up. Like, don't give up. Um, and life, like, I've, I had a really, really difficult time um, as a child. I had a really tough childhood, like a lot of people do. Um, but I did not give up. I did not give up. And all the greats, the people that you see that have made it, the Maya Angelos, the uh, Oprah Winfrey's, the Tyler Perry's, they went through hard things and they did not give up. You cannot give up. And whether giving up is just, um, maybe maybe giving up is like suicide, maybe giving up is quitting, um, not starting your business, not putting that book out there. Like, do not do that. Like, trust yourself, ride the wave. Um, it's not always going to be easy, but then it's not always going to be hard either. Like, do not give up. You sit here and you say that's cheesy, but do you know that it's like a staple that I feel like needs to be like stamped a little bit more? Like, do not give up. Mm -hmm. Four words, do not give up. Mm -hmm. Because the way that this world is set up, (laughs) it's easy to give up. They give you so many different ways to give up, but giving up, will never take you where you want to go on your journey. And if you've gone this far, if you've come this far, then keep pressing because it will be worth it. Yeah. All right. So now that I've grilled you about those things, there are some things that some people want to know, especially since you're educated, you know, (laughs) and you got a passion for investing in the youth. Like these are like, people are checking this off on their list. They got some people, I'm not even going to put you on glass like that. So I'm I'm a... I ain't going to say it, y'all, but if y'all can read between the lines, <laughs> you can look at them, read between the lines. All right. For those who can see them, for those who are listening, you need to look at the advertisements or dial back in. <laughs> I'm just saying, he plays soccer, he athletic. All right, all right, all right. That's not what this is about. We're about the journey. But another thing I can say is, you said you had a rough childhood, but you don't look like what you've been through. So that's oh, a blessing yeah. in itself. So we got to keep pressing on and pressing on. So I know some people are going to be like, you know what? He done checked off all the things on my list. Or they could say, I just like what he had to say and they're going to want to know more. So we're going to give them the opportunity to know more. So we're going to go ahead and transition to our where is segment. But today it's where is Chris? All right. So Chris, Tell the people, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Envirobro. Um, you can check out my website, envirobro.com. 
Um, if you just go to the Instagram Envirobro, um, I have a link in my bio that uh, that will link you to my books. Um, they are available on Amazon. They are available on BarnesandNoble.com. Um, all you have to do is type in The Adventures of Old Swifton Road, and both of the books will pop up for you. But that link in my bio on Instagram will tell you everything you need. Um, I also have a podcast that I do with my cousin um, that we just started not too long ago, um, and we talk about real life issues. Um, and he is hilarious. He's great. He's a he's a musician, um, and uh, we have a very similar personality because uh, we're first cousins, so we're very similar. So the chemistry uh, and the humor that we have on the podcast is 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 very special. So check out the podcast. It's called Dial Tone the Podcast. Uh, with Chris and Monday. Um, and you can find all of the, those links um, in my bio um, and my Instagram page. All right. So now that you know where to find them, we always end every episode with a song. Now, of course, I always put this disclaimer out here, but if you've been with me, you know. If you haven't been, you're about to know. If you're watching it, your job is to, after the episode, listen to the song on your favorite platform. Now, for those who are listening, you know we're going to play the song right after we rap. So you can vibe out like Chris does when he <laughs> is going through life. So we're going to go ahead. And before I even go into that segment, I do want to say thank you for stopping by, Chris. Thank you for you know saying yes to this and not being a no. Even if you said no, I was going to tell you that's not right. You, <laughs> But no, I was just so inspired. The reason why you're here, I was just so inspired by just seeing the subject of your children's book and seeing the color of your children's book and seeing yeah. your passion for that. Um, and then all the other stuff that you do with the STEAM program, I, I, I admire that. I think that is amazing. So we had to have you on. I know some people are going to be touched by your story or at least inspired to get their story going, get their journey going, because you can attest just like I can. The journey is worth it. So we're about to transition into the song of the episode. All right. So here we are, Chris. I'm going to set the mood for you. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> if you can name one song to be a theme song in life, what will it be? I'm trying not to laugh. Uh, <laughs> um, it would be um, Like You Never See Me Again by Alicia Keys, my favorite artist in the world. Now you know. That's why he had to be on the show. For those who know. You know, I love me some Alicia. I don't care what the people got to say. I love me some Alicia. And what was that song? Say it again. Say it again. Like you'll never see me again. Why that song, though? Um, so it talks about living life every day, um, loving on people. Um, one thing that everybody that um, is close to me can say that like, I love so hard. Like I love my friends. I love my family. Like I love so, so hard. Even my exes, they can, they will tell you, I love them so hard. Um, but in this, that's what that song talks about. Uh, and it just resonates with me. Um, you know, my, my mom passed seven years, well, eight years ago this year. Um, and 
we used to listen to that song all the time because uh, she was she had cancer and she knew that she was passing away. Um, and one thing about my mom, she just had this beautiful, radiant personality. Um, and everywhere she went, like people just were attracted to her and they loved her. She was beautiful, but like it was her personality that did it. Um, and she literally lived every day of her life like it was her last. Um, and I strive to do the same. Like I strive to live my my life um, every day like there's no tomorrow because all we have is today. That's why. <laughs> all right y'all let's let's all right okay so you can keep up with the podcast you know at it's harold keith click the link in the bio i'm gonna I'm take a page out of chris book click the link in the bio and you'll be able to get everywhere you need to go chris done I, he was about to turn this to something else i'm trying to tell you that was a deep story but um sheesh the journey is worth it and i know that your mother is extremely proud of what you've accomplished and what you will continue to accomplish. I see bigger things coming for what you are already um, creating for your legacy and for what you got going on. And again, for those, you know, go on Amazon, you know, The Adventures of Old Swift and Road. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and order my copies. So make sure you get on and you support that. We need to support true art and support those who are trying to make a difference in the community and you won't see his name as christopher to be william christopher so don't let him fool you um so that's what you'll see but support it and all right that wraps up another episode and of course we are going to end it with a great choice i must say you have some good taste <laughs> thank you with alicia keys like you'll never see me again